2: Hello, and a fine Saudi Chamber Day to you as well. Welcome to Saturday Draft Live. <laughs> I am Scott McLeod. This is only the second episode uh, of the season where we can actually look at points, and we've already got a big show, we hours away, 5pm UK time. I know it's a bit in a place that's a bit dodgy, but a 5pm pay-per-view UK time, you fucking dancer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll talk more about that pay-per-view in a little bit, but I am joined by the go-to guy for anything to do with the listeners league because he's the only person willing to do it with a smile on his face it's david hockman
0: hey listen i'll take the listeners league you know i don't want to see anybody scully it that much because we've got a hell of a a hell of a competition going between the top five this week and i think it's only fitting that you know i'd be the one to share that all
2: right and also you'll heard last week it was a Spuddy the goat tone Central. Jack or Jack. It's too nice to properly say anything about it. They separate that whole love fest that was going on there. But, you know, i got to say some things. that was really annoying me listening to that show last week. Listening to David Campbell just cry on about how Ryan Gallagher was one of the best drafters and all-time great and all that. I mean, he's good when he's paired with David Campbell, but let's be honest. When it comes to being a competitor on his own, Ryan Gallagher is mid at best and i will i would say that to his face and i would say that to the goat's face And i look forward to the angry dms and somebody who will not be lavishing prey i assume on the goat tones that would maybe agree with some of my opinions uh the man who hosts quote the premiere show on es uh, that being ESR central and has been Dave, on a rotating basis as co-host and belittles the show whenever he gets a chance but he's always ever so keen to get on just so he can spout his own opinions. It's
1: Russ McLeod. Ah, so this is what the minor leagues looks like, you hey guys? Oh, thanks for having me down here to your rinky dinky show. It's it's good that you are you're giving it the old college try.
2: I already regret agreeing to let you come on this show. I mean, we've never yeah, rescheduled
1: well, 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 because let's, let's, let's rewind to that, Scott, because a little a little a little, little behind the scenes footage for the listeners. Scott put out yesterday that was still no guests for today's show and I well in my work and I'm working today as well I'm working within an hour of the show being recorded I said if you can't get anyone to do it I'll come on last minute that's the sort of nice guy I am and Scott responded in the group chat anyone else
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that, that,
0: I, I can confirm that is
1: true Yes, David, I turned around, I said to David, sorry, I said, my only demand is, we called at 10 o'clock, because I'm working at 8, 11 o'clock, I'd like to get away, David says, yeah, that's fine, I don't mind doing that, Scott says, anyone else?
2: No, Russ, <laughs> the reason there was no guest uh, as of yesterday, is because we didn't ask anybody as of yesterday, and I was trying to... To get some new, some of the newbies on this show because they haven't been grilled nearly enough for their choices yet. I don't think some of them. And I was trying to see if anyone else wanted on. You said if anybody, you can't get anybody, so that's why I said anyone else because if there was somebody who hadn't been on, then we would put them on. But if we couldn't get them, then we would allow you to be on. And henceforth, we couldn't get anyone else on.
1: Anyway, Scott, stop living in the past, stop bringing it up. Anyway, we, um. No. I'm, I'm glad to be, be on the show, honestly Scott I will, I will gladly come on the show any attempt I can and spit bile for 30 minutes, you know? you know I didn't get my point and someone didn't show up this week, you know I'll gladly come on and spit utter bile for 30 minutes
2: <laughs> I mean, there's one pick that you guys made I think you have a reason to be angry about but it's not about uh, your team just yet, because it's about my team right now because two of my, two of the Three people in the top three are in my team this week. I'll start with uh, number three on seven points. He's somebody who really got started getting attention, Ross, when you first picked him a couple of seasons back, when he was just the winner of the breakout tournament, you picked him on the off chance that he would potentially, you know, cash in successfully. He did. And now he's a part of my team and with a successful defense against Cameron Graham this week. He's doing very well for me and Chris Lopez. That's Carmelo Hayes on seven points. How do you think? From he's is fair in the last couple of scenes as a potential pick, and do you think his stock will continue to go up in the draft?
1: Um, it, it depends how he, um, how long he holds that United States, uh, that North American title for. I think um, while he's got that, he, he certainly is the second most pushed person behind Bron Breaker in this new iteration of NXT, um, and. I actually have more faith for um, the likes of Bron Breaker and Carmelo Hayes going to the main roster because they are Vince McMahon, you know, they're their guys because those people have, um, th- those people, it's uh, like Vince McMahon's sort of doing the whole NXT thing now. He's involved in it with Bruce Pritchard. So NXT guys, we could see a lot of established talent for the main roster. And drafts to come coming through NXT
2: 2.0. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, Ross. Now let's go into uh, second and first because they're both tied. Uh, We'll start with second in the top three. Uh, They're both on nine points, but Dave, we'll go to you with as one it's another person from my team and. Using by your reaction on draft night, uh, you're kind of annoyed that he wasn't on your team. Mm-hmm. It's a title that I've had a mixed history with, but so far it's so good. It's my captain, Sammy Guevara, who recently is coming off a uh, successful defence against Darby Seems He's be teasing stuff with Andrade. Hopefully there's another successful defence there. But uh, it's one of those things, especially with the captain, those consistent you know, successful defences can really mean the difference with that TNT title.
0: Yeah, as I was saying on draft night, you know, whoever's the TNT champion is probably going to be defending in week in and week out. And with the captaincy applied, it's a it's a massive surge of points every single week. And it's uh, Sammy Guevara's proved that once again, not just with nine points this week, but he's now joint second in the top 10 so far with 13 points uh, tied with Britt Baker. Mm
2: hmm. Yeah, he's like second like overall in the season, but height. The only person higher than him overall this season is Charlotte Flair, and that's you know, understandably the way she's booked. So quite happy with the way Sam Guevara's worked out, but I'll stick with you, Dave, because uh you've got the words two point in your team. Mm-hmm. And somebody Ross already mentioned how they're building the brand around you've got Braun Breaker on nine points, the face of NXT two point also coming off a successful title defence most recently. Uh, Venues deal for Santos Escobar so I guess uh, you guys are quite low down right now in terms of the table Uh, when we get to the top 10 we'll talk more about that but so far at least Braun Baker is working out for you
0: Aye aye yeah definitely because we knew he had the title defence coming up against Escobar and we think he's going to be holding the title for some time even though all the way past Mania season and there have been rumours he's going to be facing Dolph Ziggler for the title during Mania weekend so that's another uh, title match in the works but Obviously, he could have a few more matches in between. I can see him being a, a respectable scorer this season. And don't you worry about me and Gary's position on the table because it is Saudi Chamber tonight and at least two-thirds of our team are on the cards. So there's potential for some massive points there. And if it all goes out okay, we could potentially be as high as fourth place at some point. But just going back to Bron Baker, it was a big win for him this week and putting the captaincy on him... Uh, yeah, I think we I think we did the right thing doing that first, knowing that it was a, a likely retention.
2: Interesting. Dolph Ziggler challenging for the NXT title. Seems like someone Ross would have booked like five years ago in one of the WWE 2K games.
0: Uh oh, well, he could do that on 2K22 if he wanted. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll go into the top nine uh, right now see what the leaderboard looks like. Predictably... And last place, the nightmares of the north, Stacey and Billy Stratton, on nine points. Sixteen points is Ross and Andy's team that we're going to talk about later on. The B Sharps, uh, David and Guy, as I mentioned you guys are just ahead of them with three points, uh, nineteen points overall, uh, thanks obviously to the Bromberger title defence. But you could be higher, as you said, at the U.S. retained. Then we have Cal and JP, who are somehow not lower down on twenty-one points. You got Champion Big Boys, Alan and Tom on 25 points. The Goat Dones ahead of them on 28 points in fourth position. Jim, Jim Mack, and Stephen, the quintessential stud muffins or whatever the fuck they're called, are tied with myself and uh, Chris Anthony Lopez, with Lopez with cheese, 40 points apiece. But right now on 53 points, uh, it's Daniel and Jack. It's weird, David, because you were the one not going on about, oh, this screen's mid-table to me and yet somehow... They've managed to hold on so far to the top position uh, on the table that past week. With no, it's weird because you look at their their team, there's nobody who screams big score to me on that team.
0: No, it's... Uh, what it turns out that Daniel and Jack have got is a consistent team. Like Britt Baker obviously scoring the big points, that's understandable. Seth Rollins uh, just behind them as well on nine. But what's really surprised me is Alpha Academy's number of points they've been scoring they're currently the highest scoring tag team with 11 points so far but then again they've been featured in multiple segments over the course of the last few weeks on raw you know mingling with uh rk bro and even going in between like you know the seth rollins kevin owens angle as well so it's it's working out pretty well for daniel and jack so far now alexa bliss has been added to the elimination chamber match I mean, that puts her in a position where you know she could get more points if she scores at least maybe one elimination or so. Plus, Sami Zayn just won the Intercontinental title. that has been a... It's all been turning up trumps for, for Daniel and Jack so far. And I'm happy to be proved wrong that these guys aren't a, mid, a mid-card table. Now, these are guys to, to watch out for.
2: Yeah, definitely. So, I'll be interested to see what happens. Basically, we're in revolution as they've got Adam Cole and Brooke Baker in the two, like, top single title matches on that show and we also got Seth Rollins tonight and Alexa Bliss both taking part in the elimination chamber. Unlikely to win but a few eliminations, you do get points for eliminations, so that could be very interesting. But mm-hmm. Dave, before we get to Ross and Andy's team, uh, I believe you like you can tell us something interesting about the listeners league. Yeah, and I kid you not, there is only literally one
0: point separating each of these top five in ascending order like it's it's madness i tell you so we'll start with fifth place uh uh returning member of the listeners league it's jonathan napier with marks marks everywhere on 41 points now he is uh he's looking pretty solid so far you know his captain's brit baker he's got jurassic express as his tag team he has charlotte flair he has mjf mandy rose and Gunther, a.k.a. Walter. I think that's the the anomaly on his team so far. But on paper, it's all in all not too bad. Mostly AEW and NXT heavy. But he has a very strong anchor with the form of uh, SmackDown's women's champion Charlotte Flair. So solid team, but still trailing a few points compared to number four, Stuart Irvin with Collective of Greatness. Now, Stuart is a new entry to the Listeners League. And he is a very AEW heavy team at the minute, bar his tag team, the Usos. Uh, so, his team captain is Adam Cole. He also has the AEW champion Adam Page, the women's champion Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, and Brian Danielson. A very all elite team we've got going on here. And Adam Cole is his team captain. I mean, it's worked for, it's, it's been a winning formula in the past, but he might be missing a trick not putting it on Britt Baker, you know, given that she's a current champion. Uh, but anyway, third place, Lee McAteer with extreme progress on 43 points. Again, another new entry to the Listeners League. Uh, his team consists of Jurassic Express, Bianca Belair, Tony Schiavone, Kevin Owens, Sonia Deville and Austin Theory. Not a bad team on paper still, uh, but he's put the captaincy on Sonia Deville, maybe trying to pick up a few tricks from, you know, the whole Scrap Daddy, Sonia, multiple appearances on screen game, which, which makes sense, but... Sonia's competing in matches again and there's no guarantee she's going to win every time. I think that's a bit of a misplay putting the captaincy on her at the minute. But nonetheless, it is scoring them pretty strongly so far. Second place, another returning member, Adam Callier, with, and I think this is the best team name and the best score, uh, how much wood can Brombreaker break if Brombreaker could break wood on 44 points? (laughs) Now, his team is the Usos, Seth Rollins, Tony Schiavone, Kevin Owens, Alexa Bliss, and Naomi. His captaincy is on Tony Schiavone. Again, obviously learning from the past that sometimes Tony Schiavone can be a massive scorer given his number of appearances. Uh, again, another team on paper, it screams it's a bit of a mixed bag, you know, with um, Tony Schiavone and Kevin Owens in the mix, but a strong first-round pick and tag team with Seth Rollins and the Usos is definitely what's keeping him afloat there. I think, again, missing out on possible captaincy points with the Usos, got a tag title defense at Saudi Chamber, but Again, hard to argue. You know, he's actually performing pretty well overall. And the top of the listeners league this week is Fraser Graham with Fraserman's All-Stars on 45 points. Like, literally, it was just a straight-up count, count upwards from 41. Now, Fraser, his team is the Usos, Seth Rollins, Ray Ripley, Kevin Owens, Sonya Deville, and John Moxley. Arguably the strongest on paper I've seen so far, and the captaincy is on Seth Rollins. Uh, not sure how that's going to help him out come the Saudi Chamber. He doesn't seem to be screaming... Uh, a winner right there. But uh, the gauntlet performance from Rhea Ripley, I think, is what uh, kept him afloat this week. And the Usos, also a very popular tag team amongst the Listeners League. I believe 13 players in the Listeners League have picked the Usos as their tag team. And it, it's easy to see why, because you know they're the ones who are getting featured the most. But I... It's hard to tell at this stage, you know, who's going to be pulling out ahead. But Fraser Graham, you know, he's hit all the right notes, particularly with rare Ripley's performance, and he's got quite a solid representation going in the Saudi Chamber. But that's the listeners' league
2: for this week. So back to you, Scott. Yes, marks. Marks ever the best description of the listeners' league that there's ever probably been. And My you know, God,
1: that was never ending, wasn't it? I
2: know is, of course, my suit against the film, the never-ending story. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen,
0: if I, if I talk about the Listener's League with a smile on my face, you know it's going to last a lot longer than if, say, you know
1: uh, any of the other guys did it. Yes, and that's why we don't want you talking about it with a smile on your face. We <laughs> want it done and dusted and those people to know their place of the Listener's League for a reason.
2: Although, well, like you said, it's oh, only one point separate, and yes, it could mean it's very tight, or it could mean, given the fact that You've got the pick of anybody from who's already been picked. They're all as useless as each other. They can't form a decent fucking lead. <laughs> you know, it, you, it's open to your own interpretation, but Russ, we'll get around to your team now. The B-Sharps, you and Mr. Andre Michel uh, teaming together. Now, you've been open to the fact that how seriously you take the draft really varies from season to season. Say, I don't know how serious you were taking it last season after mm-hmm. you you were taking it pretty last season after you had already won a season finally and you wanted to go back to back and you came close to Seamus hadn't been a useless bastard and uh, this season it seemed like you have went back to that laid back approach because if you want somebody to, to take something seriously I don't think Andy Mitchell your guy
1: No, not at all not at all Andrew uh, actually text me the day so I listeners I once again question the leadership skills here of ESSR and the the running of the draft itself. Not only the running of the draft by Stephen Wilson, but the utter slander and biased against anything I put forward by that rogue David Campbell. Because, dear listeners, there was a a doodle that went out. Not only is doodle a funny word to say, it's a great Mm -hmm. organisational tool. And we all picked when we could do the draft, and 10 people said they could do it on the 31st of January. That's a Monday. Nine people said they could do it on the 2nd of February, which was a Wednesday. I put forward, I will not be doing a draft on Monday, the 31st of January, as that is my dear fiancé's birthday. I will be out for the evening. We'll be treating her like the princess she deserves to be because I am, if nothing else, a stand-up guy and she's very lucky to have me. <laughs> people started coming into the group chat saying, we can do Wednesday, we can do Wednesday, that's fine, we don't mind. And then David Campbell speaks up with his big mouth and his bigger forehead and giving it... <laughs> well, pe- well, people picks Monday, so we have to do Monday. The doodle says Monday. And then Stephen Wilson just goes along with it. Just goes along with it because much like Neil Doncaster, he just sits in that position of power because it makes him feel funny. It gives him that funny feeling on the fucking empty sack that is now in Blora's purse, okay? So, So for a start, I couldn't attend the draft. But I did take it seriously because me and Andrew and... Again, dear listeners, I, I give you an all-access pass. We wanted Jurassic Express, but we were picking near the bottom. So people go, oh, why, why did you pick Driddle Young Veterans? Well, Driddle Young Veterans were a backup. You have to prepare when you're picking near the bottom for backup options. We wanted Adam Page. We got Adam Page. Seth Rollins was our backup. We wanted Bianca Belair if we couldn't get her. We wanted Sasha. We got Sasha. We wanted Randy Orton as a singles pick because I thought RK Bro was going to start separating and leading into a WrestleMania match. Unfortunately, RK Bro got taken as a tag team. We wanted Rosa, uh, Thunder Rosa, Rosa Thunder Rosa, and of course we got Thunder Rosa. All our AEW picks we wanted we got, and then the pick of contention, Shane McMahon. Listen, I am not the first person to pick someone who then got released. I will not be the last person to pick someone that got released. But we got Shane McMahon. We thought Shane McMahon was a race in the hole. And all of a sudden, he did that bad a job with the Royal Rumble. He got released. And Andrew was texting me throughout the... Because Andrew doesn't watch WWE week to week. Andrew's making more of an effort to come back into the podcast. So I'm trying to coach Andrew through this in between bites of the burger and over my candle lit dinner with my with the future Mrs. McLeod to be. And and then I have the absolute disservice to be told I don't take this draft seriously.
2: Bullshit. (laughs) I've said it before and I'll say it again. Democracy just doesn't work. So I was uncertain about doing a Monday either because I thought it was too quick a turnaround from the teams being picked. But, you know, things went the way they did, you know. But, well, let's yeah, talk about Shane McMahon for a second. See, all these plans that they're talking about that were for Shane to be a featured player at WrestleMania, I Remember he was going to even be in the spot that Austin City now occupied in the elimination chamber. And it's, it's become an all too regular occurrence, especially this past year, of at least one or two people from someone's team getting let go with the or frequent releases, but you think if anybody would be the safest person to not get released when you picked them in a draft, it would be the boss's son.
1: You would think that, and we did think that, and we thought um he might, you know, he'll, he'll win at Saudi, because he's got a good uh, record in Saudi, and he'll lose at WrestleMania. We were prepared for that. Like, we wouldn't have had the captaincy on him. Um And, you know, on... Ron Smackdown, he's going to be, he's going to be appearing multiple times and, you know, he's he's going to be watching over the likes of Sonia and Adam Pearce like he did last year when he was doing his uh, whole, you're stupid feud mm-hmm. with Braun Strowman. So, yeah, um, we thought, hey, that'll, that'll be a, like a good out of the box, six round, uh, you know, final fifth round pick. And hey, I, I have I have props before you know my final fifth round pick. I once went with, uh, what's her face, Zelina Vega. They, they're so memorable. Uh, I once went with Zelina Vega, and that started a whole trend of managers and commentators being picked. I once went for Aliyah Mysterio, that fell flat on its ass. So it's just people have uh, before taking the fifth pick to go you know what, I'll take Bailey. or I'll take Charlotte Flair when they're out injured and it's never worked out for them so well it may be humanist that oh my god the boss's son get fired, as an actual draft pick on its own, it's nothing new that someone has been picked and not shown up or has been picked and then let go, you know what I mean it's it's, it's part of the dangers of the draft from now on
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, technically undefeated in Saudi Arabia, Shane McMahon and you did pick him before, back in like season one, in the height of his uh, best in the world, when he somehow beat Roman Reigns and Saudi Arabia, thanks to Drew Matt so he And did I finished
1: third in that season. I finished third, so...
2: There you go. Uh, Dave, do you have any questions for Ross about him and Andy's team?
1: Yeah,
0: um, I have a question about his round two and three picks. Sasha Banks and Edge. Like, I get Sasha appeared at the Rumble, but she didn't have it do a very good performance. And she's been MIA again since the Royal Rumble. Don't know if she's dealing with her injury and stuff. And then Edge, obviously, he's a bit of a special attraction these days. Again, his last appearance was the Royal Rumble. What, Ross, what made you think that Sasha Banks and Edge were justified for rounds two and three, when at the minute, you know, Sasha Banks' status is very unreliable at this stage, and Edge is only really a special attraction these days?
1: So, Sasha Banks is the backup for Bianca, as I said earlier, and we knew picking 8th, um, like, when we knew picking 8th, we might not get our first pick. But Sasha Banks is yet to yet to be pushed on the road to WrestleMania, and I actually think she might be the favourite for, if they do it this year, the Miss WrestleMania Battle Royal. So, there's points right there. Um, but, yeah... It, one of the things with Andrew who's not a prominent modern wrestling watcher, he started to get back in there more. And myself not being there live, I'm I was sort of I was available via text, but I wasn't able to look at people's teams. Um was when we locked someone in, we couldn't once we once me and Andy had a game plan, we couldn't deviate from that. And I'm sorry, but I don't think Sasha Banks is a bad pick just because we're on week three and she's not appeared yet. You know what I mean? Like there's still a long way of the season to go. Um, Edge. So we we were going to go Seth for round three. I asked if he was still in the mix, and Andrew texted me, "He's gone." Um, then we, we had a quick conversation. This is this is the most conversation we could have because Haley went to the bathroom at this point. Um, it was. I asked if Brock was available. He said, Brock and Kevin Owens are still up for grabs. Um, I said, get Brock. Uh, and then Brock get taken. And then I believe Nakamura get taken. And he went, fuck it. I went with Edge. We have Edge. So Andrew made a decision on the spot. And I, I again, we are only on like week three. So I'm not going to turn around and go, Andrew made a bad call and Andrew could have made the best call for us we could have multiple multiple appearance points you know the five weeks leading up to Wrestlemania and then a Wrestlemania win so from right now Edge hasn't appeared so he's like Schrodinger's uh, draft pick, he's neither a good pick or a, a bad pick until we get to the end of the season mm. The hear what
2: you're saying about Edge because I know he's went away, but I'd assume he'd come back closer to WrestleMania set have a seven match for that show, because I know there was all the rumours about Austin you know, coming but also you've got Brock in there, but they need some part-timers who are going you know, to have that link to the Attitude Era that maybe fans' casuals will recognise, and I think putting the edge on the card will help there, because he is more frequent than other part-timers. Sasha, like we said, I think her her track record's a bit unreliable because you remember she disappeared before SummerSlam as well. So, who you knows what's going to have her there, but I think, yeah, with the WWE side, I think your best hope is to have Edge, at least, to be in a featured match at WrestleMania, so you can have representation on those two nights. But, we'll talk about Revolution, because you could actually help clean the table, I think, go your way there. With Adam Page, defending the title against Adam Cole. But You've also got Thunder Rosa, who's going up against uh, Rick Baker for the AEW women's sale, that has been confirmed so basically across those
1: two matches it's you and Andy versus Daniel and Jack Yeah and actually I think it's going to be one apiece uh, I don't see Adam Cole winning the AEW title yet and I don't see um, Thunder Rosa winning the women's title yet so I think the titles will stay in their respective camps unfortunately, it'll be a it'll be a 1-1 draw <laughs> at Revolution but um things going according to plan our plan was if we got a seth rollins or a brock lesnar was once revolution is finished take the captaincy off of adam page put it on to seth or brock however if edge was on wwe tv at the time we might take the captaincy off and put it on to him heading into his wrestlemania match depending on who he's facing because there's rumours he's facing AJ Styles and I believe that match could go either way. Um, but we don't want to put a captaincy on a WWE guy and then they go into WrestleMania and lose. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, there's no way we want to do. i tell you one thing I won't be doing next year is putting my Dusty Rhodes tag team classic hopes on Grizzled Young Veterans because that's two years in a row. The fuckers <laughs> have let me down. <laughs> no. Big old scousers. I know, so they're... So, first Gerard, and then Zach Gibson. Scousers cannot be trusted, all right, and I will not... <laughs> I will not have a good word to say about them going forward. No. No, but, um, but like I said, again, that was one wee, but I, I listened to the review show and people could... Uh, people were saying, oh, well, you could have this one, you could have that one. I wasn't watching. I wasn't there. I was in a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And so I just like, it did seem like yeah, it does feel, it did feel like the stock of Grizzly and Vets is kind of falling at the minute. But like you said, you were just kind of having to go like with the fix you were getting. You had to like come up with backups as you were saying. But what, what, how do you feel now about your your chances? I like, think I think you might need to keep the captaincy on Adam Page. I think if Edge gets confirmed for a main match, maybe it's the best way to switch it to if you want to do that. But you know. How do you feel about your chances? I know you're only in the second week, but you think how much do you think Revolution could change things for you, or do you guys think you have a chance of winning this season? Um if
1: Rosa wins um if Rosa wins the women's title, then it it, it files is right up there. You know, that's two pay-per-view uh, championship wins, along with the captaincy bonus for Adam uh Adam Page. And just one Adam, by the way, I stuttered, his name's not Adam, Adam Page. Adam, Adam Page. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think we are going to need an Edge WrestleMania win. I think we are going to need, hey, Grizzle Young Veterans could end up just fighting jobbers every week and winning on NXT, and that could work in our favour, just slowly but surely climbing the the ladder but yeah Shane McMahon needs to needs to appear he needs to mend things with Daddy Deist and um, <laughs> uh, but no I don't I I don't see us winning the draft I, I didn't see us winning it from the start but you know I could maybe see his finishing fourth at highest I'll go fourth at highest
2: yeah so that's uh... It's a good spot to aim for right now. This stage, obviously, it's still fairly early on. And who knows? Who's to say Shane and Edge won't suddenly show up and take the two sort of spots in the chamber? Anything can happen in Saudi Arabia.
1: Oh, see, you're all going to feel so stupid when it turns out Alexa Bliss couldn't get into Saudi Arabia and it's Shana McMahon filling the last spot (laughs) in that elimination chamber for the ladies. Shana McMahon.
2: I was gonna thought you were gonna say like don't like said takes off a mask against Scooby Doo. It's been Sasha all along. Like it's me. It was me all along.
1: Oh, beautiful, beautiful. We haven't had a pre-show match added yet. You know, I I don't know if Sasha's in Saudi Arabia. I hope she is If we could have a wee pre-show match there.
2: Maybe, maybe. I can't remember when she got injured. I don't know. She should be due back soon, but you know, you never know that woman. But. Well, so we appreciate you coming on, and you know, being not not being a dick about it at the start of the show. That's totally that nice of you.
1: Oh, don't worry. Any chance I get to come on and have a pop at anyone on this podcast, I will quite gladly take it.
2: <laughs> well, ah, uh, hope you, and well, wish you the best of luck in the rest of the season, and you know, I was going to say, I would have wished you like baby, but you're one of the few people who doesn't have any representation yet uh, on the show. But, you know, I've got Bianca Belair. I've put a lot of chips on, uh, on Bianca Belair winning that chamber. So it's basically an hour and ever for me and Chris. Uh, Dave's got the Usos and Campbell's got Charlotte in the in the tight team match. There's all... A lot of people can gain big points. The, list, the tables could look very different come next week. And also, the ASSR title right now it's currently vacant. It's going to be myself versus the GOAT, David Campbell, and a sweep to see who walks out the undisputed ASSR champion. Yeah, 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 um, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. You leave that word out of your mouth.
2: Mm. You don't own that word, and neither do they, so fuck you. <laughs> Anyway, Chris Jericho was doing it before it was cool, and when he used to be cool. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, and after that, then maybe we can sort today for the quote-unquote big dog to show up and you know try and have a go again. The title gets once in a bloody blooming. So, with that being said, thank you for some beside Jeff Thank you to my co-host David Hockney. Thank you very much, and thank you to Ross McLeod.
1: Oh, the pleasure has been all yours, guys. <laughs>
2: Uh, I would respectfully disagree bye
0: there now follows an enthusiastic advertisement for quiz showdown hello guys welcome to quiz showdown I'm Daniel Campbell and in this show you're going to see the members of the eat sleep suplex retweet team go through a very strange quiz we don't know what the heck's going on with it but you're going to have to watch to find out
1: go check out on the youtube channel now that was an enthusiastic advert for quiz showdown